0: Welcome to Sweet Talk. This broadcast is brought to you by the Continuing Education Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. This podcast is part of our continuing outreach efforts and the format is conversational. We will be having conversations with businesses, professionals, entrepreneurs, community agencies, and in all cases, difference makers. Now, let's get started with Sweet Talk. Jason Batalden with the uh, the Assistant Director here at Continuing Education Workforce Training and welcome to our special podcast today. Uh, Being that today is Veterans Day, uh, we have with us today some esteemed members of the suite crew who are also veterans and who have served our nation proudly in their relative uh, in their their in in the different services and branches which they served and also, Paul. Hey, good to see you again. Glad hey. to be here.
1: <laughs> hey, uh, I, I'm lo- I'm way down in the po- totem pole uh, today with the, all our guests. Uh, well, and the, you know, and the, uh, I want to s- first of all say thank you, gentlemen, for your service.
0: There we go. Absolutely, and that is the truth, indeed. So um, I'm not even going to try to introduce these guys because I'm pretty sure they've got something up their sleeves already. But we'll start over here at least with Michael. <laughs> Michael, uh, introduce yourself to our audience, and I think we're Paul. By the way, I think we got more than six listeners now. E- Excellent. Wow. We might be up to a dozen. So I breaking just records. And if that's, you guys be sure to invite your mothers world. and share this link with their mothers, we might get to to fourteen, right, or fifteen. That's the
2: same amount of of sober. Sailor, sailors that I know of. Oh, uh, no. oh, okay. we've, come, we've come a
3: long way since I left the Navy.
2: <laughs> <I>
0: <laughs> we've almost heard... doubled
3: that number, too.
4: Yeah, that's an early shot across the bow.
0: Oh, <laughs> I think we just heard a gauntlet fall, but. 14 uh, could that... also
3: be the brain cells in the Army. Yeah, <laughs> oh,
0: that's Paul, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, I think we just lost control of the show.
1: <laughs> but, Mike.
0: Mike, introduce yourself. <laughs> the timer, okay. Welcome, everyone. The timer has started. Mike, please introduce yourself not only with your ti- yeah, your position here at SWEET, but uh, your service. And tell us about your service or your position in the service.
3: All right. Uh, hi. My name is Michael Jones. I'm the financial coordinator here at SWEET. And I was a Petty Officer second class in the Navy. I was an Aviation Maintenance Administration man. I served from 2003 to 2011. And I was sober a lot of that time, a lot of that time. I'm not going to say most, but a lot of that time.
1: Um, what? It, go ahead, uh, Scott. And and what were ahead. your uh, duties um, in the service? Uh, I mean, you can say your position, but us non-military people we have no idea what that what <laughs> he's that means. He's so, in the so, boat, he's <laughs> in the boat. Well, yeah. I mean, he's in the navy. You were in a boat, right?
3: No, 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 no. Boats go underwater.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was on a ship.
0: ship.
3: <laughs> I, I, learned, I learned early on from my grandpa who retired from the Navy yeah. that if I called it a boat, I was going to get hit. So <laughs> it's a ship. No, I, uh, I tracked maintenance for aircraft. So uh, components, stuff like that, tracked their hours, initiated the inspections, stuff like that. So basically, anything that had to do with an aircraft or the equipment supporting it, I tracked the paperwork for it.
0: Oh, oh thank you. So you served on an aircraft carrier?
3: Yes, I was on a few different aircraft carriers. Oh,
0: wow. Very cool. All right, Scott, we're going to go to the Army guy.
2: Yeah, yeah you're hey, outnumbered
0: today, but I think you can handle yourself. So
2: let me jump yeah. in here. Like, I I'm glad that I could be here, and like, I love the um, the rivalry we have between the Army and the Navy in our office. And, but you know what? We all fight on fight on the same team when it comes to the when it comes to what matters. And so. But yeah, a little, little bit of myself, Scott Stevens. I was, uh, um, I'm the business consultant here at Idaho State University Continuing Education and Workforce Training. But before, when I served in the Army, I was um, Captain Scott Stevens. I, um, which could don't don't get that confused with the next guy that's going to introduce himself. But um, <laughs> I was an infantry officer. I had the opportunity to spend some time in Iraq as a military trainer. Um, I worked with Iraqis. And then after that, I spent some time in Pakistan as a liaison officer in that area. And so it was, it was the most memorable times of my, my life. We're in the military. I had a lot of fun, made a lot of great friends. And um, yeah, it was really, it was a great experience. So Scott, you said you trained Iraqis? I did.
1: And what kind of training did you give them?
2: Um, anything so that they couldn't kill me. No, um, <laughs> no, for- <laughs> no I, um, I, uh, I yeah, so we came in after the assault, after we toppled Saddam's government. Um, my job was to go in and train up the Iraqi military security forces. My job was I worked with guys up on the Syrian border between between Iraq and Syri- um, Syria. Also, I spent some time in Ramadi, and again, yeah, we taught them military tactics and helped them you know be able to secure their own their own borders and secure their own country so that they could have democracy.
1: So um, you went in as a, you were an officer. So that, do you, you have a college education previously and that's how you came, went into the service as an officer?
2: Yeah, well, I guess my whole background in, in the military is I started off in the National Guard as a high school student when I was 17. And then I, um, I, when, I when I went to college, I went through the ROTC program at Idaho State University. Um, so I am an alumni of Idaho State. Um, I was the second graduating class with um, ROTC, at when they brought it back in 2000, and they brought it back in 2000, we had our first graduating class in 2002, and I was in the 2003 graduating class, and um, it was awesome. I, I have some some great stories from that as well, but um, yeah, I yeah I, I miss it. I miss it almost every day. Um, I don't I don't miss Garrison. I don't miss, but I miss the fight. I miss my friends. I miss the men I served with. Um, yeah, it was a great great experience. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Cool. And finally, our, our second Navy man, um, Gary, and uh, Gary, I can introduce you as the Director of Continuing Education Workforce Training, but uh, you've held another title as well.
4: Yes, I uh, I do. It's called, sir. And, uh, it was- <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no. you got to tell
0: us. No,
2: we want to know. Yeah. <laughs> it was 05, 05. Commander
4: yeah. or Captain. Yeah. No, let's stay with Commander for right now. That that keeps me in good graces with everybody. Um, the uh, the opportunity to be on the podcast is really cool. So Jason, thanks for uh, for suggesting this and getting us all together. Paul for helping us put together. These are two fabulous guys, and uh, Scott is right about the uh, the rivalry stuff. You know that is that is such a cool thing that I think uh, we all have, not just the three of us here, but you see it popping up all over the place. And it's probably carry over from, you know, from serving in the military and, and being with a, a bunch of uh, great people, you know, men and women who, who you've had uh, wonderful tours with. Uh, I came in in, in uh, 1975, right out of college. So I went right into the officer program and uh, served in that until 2004. So I got a chance to see uh, uh, a fair amount. You know, my, my own side is I was from the aviation side. so. Did some flying in P3s. That's the uh, as a of the uh, the folks. The four engine airplane that flies over water, looks for submarines, and has a good time with with many other pro- projects and side side missions. Uh, the Indian Ocean, Pacific Ocean, those were where we hunted. That's where we went. Uh, so all the way up into far east uh, and into uh, the Near East uh, was where I had a chance to to meet a lot of fantastic people and work. So. All the way from there, all the way up to um, almost North Pole, almost almost down to the South Pole. What a fantastic opportunity that was. And I'll echo what Scott says, you know, you kind of miss that. You miss all that camaraderie, you miss all, all the wonderful things that you get to do that you never knew you would do. Um, good times, bad times, it, it all rolls together. So really glad for this opportunity. Uh, Jason, thanks for bringing us together.
0: We're, we're definitely glad to have you on. Thank you, Gary. So as we're, we're kind of rolling into this conversation and, and being that today is our is Veterans Day, um, I, I guess the question, I'm just gonna toss this out and, and I guess, Scott, we let the Navy guys kind of surround you. So we'll let you take the charge on this question. Um, having service, having your experiences, having all of that evolve uh, that comes with um, your time, your commitment and your sacrifice what does Veterans Day uh, mean especially to you?
2: That's a good question. Um, You know, I have to admit I'm not getting too deep into into my psyche or whatever, but there was a time where I just didn't like Veterans Day. Um, It was something that brought back some memories that um, didn't necessarily want to have and stuff. Um, But, you know, looking back on it now and just kind of thinking, I think sometimes when I take myself out of the out of the equation and um and think about the great service of you know those that I've served with and those that served before me and even those that are serving now and the sacrifices that they make. Um I think it means a little bit a lot more to me um looking at it that way. Um yeah there's times where I was kind of like man I yeah you kind of look back on your your time and you kind of look at it like um, yeah maybe with a little bit more scrutiny and um, you know we feel a little bit lucky that you know you're you can celebrate your day in November rather than at the end of May um, which kind of has both its um, ups and downs and um, looking at it so yeah that's kind of what it means to me um, and you know and if I could just take one more kind of take it one more step further like and I, I hope Gary talks a little bit about this and when he gets a chance to talk but because he's really taken this on as a as a huge project but um you know we look at like the gold star families and stuff those that you know that left behind people you know left behind their family um and uh i I, i'm i you know i am not an only child i have a sister but i was the only one that served in the military and um you know there's definitely some like uh yeah i mean you know being able to carry on the family name and stuff like that like kind of comes to mind and so um, so yeah, Veterans Day kind of, I think, comes at a, um, comes at a price, um, sure. but, but it's a good, it's a good thing. I think, you know, this country's worth fighting for. Um, sure. The ideals of this country are worth fighting for. And I'm, I'm happy to be among some of those that have fought, you know, fought overseas for those rights and those privileges.
0: So I, I guess what I'm kind of hearing you say is that for you, the Veterans Day uh, recognition carries with it a little bit of weight.
2: Yeah, yeah, very much so. It,
0: it, I mean, there is that recognition, that is that appreciation. It is that, uh, and I don't want to use the word relief, but at least that, okay, I get to celebrate this day for serving, but at the same time, there was a, a price paid uh, by many to allow this day. And I, and so it is a, it's a heavy day to a certain degree, I imagine.
2: Yeah, it is. And sorry to be such a downer. Oh, <laughs> you know, well, <laughs> no, I, You're having all this fun, and then I start <laughs> talking about being like, you know bringing in this heaviness of it but but i think it does i think it weighs on every veteran i think every one of us that have been out there you know and to put the uniform on yeah there's a huge heavy responsibility that comes with that i mean we always uh, i had a i had a um, leader um, his name was major battle he and i were like liaison officers together but he's like man when you put the uniform on when you sign that dotted line you sign up to and including your life to your country you're willing to give that and it's a heavy weight it's a it's a heavy weight and I think there's a lot of guys after they leave service for whatever reason if they if they leave um before they retire or they you know or they retire out of service they still kind of that's a big huge part of them like I know for myself it's a huge part of who I am that's a huge yeah. part of how I see the world how I act and and behave and um yeah and I don't I, I just don't think that you can shirk it you can change. Um, who you are after you are a veteran, after you, again, have put in the nation's uniform on and you have, you know, signed that dotted line that said, hey, you know what? I'm willing to give up to and including my life for this country. So, okay. yeah.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. Michael, kind of tossed that same question over to you then. I mean, uh, kind of looking on your service now, Veterans Day, how does that day look to you or feel to you?
3: Gotch. First off, I want to thank Scott for not delving into his psyche, because that's a scary thought going into the <laughs> psyche of an army person. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go real deep in my psyche for this one, though. Um, no, I'm not a person who is sentimental or really that way at all. I look at Veterans Day as an opportunity for free food. And <laughs> that's that's most of it for me. It still feels weird when someone says thank you for your service to me. Because I even though, you know, going into the Navy, I, I knew what I was signing up for, you know, and what it could have been. But still, it, it didn't feel as is real, you know, and, and I guess part of it's because I was always on a ship, but it, it just kind of weirded well, me out. No, no, no. Slow your roll, Paul. <laughs> Shit.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, no, it's, it's to me, it's, it's really about being recognized as a veteran. And for that, that's usually free food. I, I definitely get a steak every year, and that makes me happy. <laughs> that's
1: awesome. That's, so that's, I'm a very so, shallow so, person. So you signed up. <laughs> when you're you signing that paper, were you thinking, huh? Lifetime of free food. <laughs> oh, so yeah. When I, when I
3: signed the paper, I, I was truly really thinking about tradition because I come from a Navy family, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I wanted to get out of Pocatello. I wanted to experience the world. And I was like, you know, the ocean's a big chunk of the world. Let's go experience that first. Uh-huh. So, you know, I, I signed up for that. It's just the, the food's a nice benefit afterwards. <laughs>
0: oh, so, Gary, we've got some extremes here. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah that psyche thing that's disturbing all over the place
1: <laughs> so yeah can, are you can you like kind of bring it in the middle between psyche and free food
4: <laughs> oh my gosh i think i've forgotten the question but it was about uh, you know how do we see veterans day right that's right yes yeah well it's a little bit of both you know i i think i think for me i i, I felt a, a little bit of um uh responsibility and prestige for going into the military my dad was in the army you know and uh he was pulling like crazy for me not to go into the navy but <laughs> he was happy that i was doing something and uh at the same time it just didn't feel as monumental but uh, it's grown on me uh, as i've gotten older you know i look back and i go i have a little bit different lens now and and maybe maybe i was too young to appreciate it and as i've gotten older you know, I certainly run into others out there um, uh, who have, uh, you know, a veteran's perspective. The guys from Vietnam, for example, and you talk to some of them, they, they bring in a really, really hard view sometimes of what they experience. And then you talk to some guys, if, if they're still around also from, uh, go back a little later to um, to Korea, that's a different lens. Uh, there was a guy, uh, Captain uh, Robbie Roberts, I think was his name. He just helped celebrate He's 106, he, he's one of the oldest veterans still remaining, World War II veteran. Mm-hmm. And he just helped celebrate the Navy's birthday. The Navy's birthday, by the way, was uh, October 13th, 245 years. The Army though, Scott, you, you came about first. Yeah. You were there in July of the of same year. And uh, it's just that more recently we had the Navy's birthday. Anyway, he, he had some interesting points of view, uh, this captain, that uh, that, that I, I recognize. And, you know he went through some hard times. That was a flyer too. Uh, he saw he saw the Pacific Theater. Um, he was on the Jacinto, San Jacinto Carrier, I think. And uh, I, I recall listening to a webcast or a video from him. And you know he saw some some rough stuff. Uh, he lost a lot of friends and he lost shipmates and uh, saw another carrier being attacked by a kamikaze and you know, just Franklin, I believe. They went down. And he was asked, you know, what do you, what do you remember? He says, I lost, I, lost, I lost everybody. So it's a different perspective. Um, I didn't lose everybody, but I lost some good friends. I also made a lot of great friends. Uh, it's, it's a different perspective that, that I have today than I had, you know, over 20 some years ago. Um, and, and that has, has sharpened in some ways, it's dimmed in others. Uh, I like the free food idea a lot, Michael. <laughs> I, I think that's an important thing for us. Uh, I also sometimes I, I go, why are people thanking me for service that I, that I wanted to go do, that I would go do again? You know, that part sometimes comes at me a little bit odd. Uh, but I understand that sentiment too. Um, things change. My perspective certainly has. Uh, and and to, to bring it back to a middle point, Paul, I'm grateful for both sides. I'm grateful to the guys who, who went and had suffered that arduous combat duty over and over and over again. I'm, I'm grateful for the, for the rest of us who you know, weren't there, but we did we did a different share. It all rolls together into you know, the same coin. You know, we were in it together, doing something that needed to be done. And I'm grateful for that. That camaraderie comes through, it came through back then when you know you're doing PTs with a with a group of people you'd never met before and you're learning how to say each other's name by the last name. And then to the same day, when you look back and say, I remember when, you know, and you're talking to the friends you still have. Uh, it, it's a great it's a great thing to do for people uh, all over the place. Uh, and and interestingly, you know, we're not the only country that celebrates a Veterans Day. Other countries do the same thing. So I got to believe that everybody recognizes that value of, of folks who do those kinds of things. And it's not anything better than, you know, being a doctor or being, you know, a first responder or anything else. They all similarly have their own cultures and the things that they do. Uh, but this is special to us. So that's
1: my view. So going back to Gary saying, I don't understand why people thank us for our service. Well, we thank you for your service because we didn't serve. Um, we, you know, for some reason, we didn't feel that we had it in us to be to be in the service. But we acknowledge the importance of what you guys did and that you help pay the price for the freedoms that we have for in this country um we didn't serve so that's why we thank you because you did
2: thanks paul good point if i can just kind of jump on that point though i think it's kind of interesting like because i think gary nailed it on the head when he talked like we all volunteered like we all wanted to do it you know whether it was To get chicks or to get free food (laughs) or whatever you know it was still like we did it we were like yeah that's what i want to do and you know and i think that's kind of a neat thing about like our military service or not just ours like you know on this podcast but military service for american soldiers and american sailors and airmen and marines is every single one of them volunteer you know they you know i and i could be wrong on this but i think they've even done away with where they you know if you were like a troubled person and the, the judge would give you the chance to go in the military or go to jail or whatever, yeah. I think like that as well. I think and they so, did. <laughs> it's kind of a neat, it's kind of a neat thing. Like, uh, you know, since the Vietnam war, all of our, all of our warriors, if you will, are volunteer warriors, um, you know, that aren't necessarily drafted. And I, I don't want to, because I have ultimate, ultimate respect for previous generation warriors, like for Vietnam, and world war ii those men like what gary was talking about will never know the those wars that they went through were i mean horrific i mean our these wars we're in were horrific as well as too but like the death and stuff that the mayhem that they went through but it's it's kind of an interesting thing though how the american soldier is right now or excuse me the american fighting man is right now a person sorry trying to be more um was correct here because I mean, it's everybody right i mean you know we have women that are serving in i mean we would never seen before but are serving in combat units you know that are on the front line i think the navy kind of led out a little bit with that like i think they had navy fighter pilots that were women earlier but like I, but my point is is that i think it's kind of a neat and something i think that we could probably take a little pride in is that we all chose to but but again coming back to gary's point is we all wanted to um it was something that we wanted to do and yeah so it does kind of feel a little bit funny when people are like hey thank you because you know we also are like we got to play like as a 28 year old young man i was one of i was helping i wasn't necessarily setting you know foreign policy but i was you know they were asking me questions and i was funneling them up information and i was 28 years old you know i i um or, or even, you know, and then same thing, like I'm in the middle of Iraq and I'm a, you know, as a 27, tw- 26, 27 year old young man. And like, I'm, you know, in charge out there, like making this stuff. <laughs> like, I mean, hor- horrific, you know, as scary as that sounds <laughs> to many of the people that know me, but like that, you, you don't get that opportunity anywhere. Else, right? Well, I, right. I think
0: that that brings a good point just across the board, Scott is, you know, you volunteered, you signed up, but that, 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 that carries with it a weight and a responsibility, right? And, and it, it appears that, and it's, you know, obviously all three of you have, have shouldered that burden of that responsibility in your respective, you know, in your respective service. And so I think that's the other thing we, you know, sometimes we forget that, right? It, you know, signing up isn't just, you're not signing up for three squares in a, you know, you know, in, in and in a cool ride in a boat, on a ship, or in a plane yeah. or in a tank right but yeah. but there there comes many responsibilities that that go be, that that you actually not only volunteered for but then now are placed upon your shoulders to carry so yeah. so i got i it is no shock to paul and i that the 20 minutes went for by in about 14 seconds yeah um, it. <laughs> it's no shock whatsoever cuz no, no. um, we we motored through that 20 minutes pretty quick um, so with that being said though I you know that I appreciate you guys taking the time and kind of sharing your perspectives on Veterans Day and I appreciate the service that you um, not only provided um, during your your time in the military but also what you do for sweet um, I think that uh, you know Paul and I and, and everyone at sweet can agree that you know you guys are fine upstanding uh, examples of not only um, of your your respective branches and of your respective service, but also of ISU and what you do at Sweet. So it it was an honor to have you on the show, and
1: it's I'm an honor glad. to work with you guys.
0: It's an honor to work with you guys,
1: and yeah, I'm, it is.
0: I'm, I'm excited to have this. Step mic <laughs> Moment. <Yeah. laughs> I'm excited to have this little moment kind of recorded and on a podcast. So I appreciate that.
4: Thank yeah, you. you know, you know, Jason, this is really good. Can I, uh, since you since you've let us go over once again. Can I put a plug in for something? Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, Scott, thanks for bringing it up. I do want to say a word about uh, here in Pocatello, the, uh, the Gold Star Families Memorial Monument. It's a tremendous project going on all across our country. <clears throat> There's a, uh, an initiative to have one of these everywhere and uh, in every state. And so here in Pocatello, uh, they're trying to bring one on and I've been fortunate enough to do some work with that committee. Uh, it, there's a plan to have a dedication ceremony for such an event uh, on the twenty eighth of May of 2021. So the idea behind uh, a Gold Star Families Memorial Monument, is what Scott said earlier, is uh, there's some people who have been left behind and we don't always think of the families who have to continue to bear the burden of uh, a lost loved one and uh, this is an important thing like, like some of the other monuments and some of the other generations that have come through, we can't forget. We can't forget uh that sacrifice it's the sacrifice of the member as well as the sacrifice of the others around who supported and loved him and helped them grow uh, so we hope to have this place set up here uh in may and have a great uh, ceremony a dedication ceremony for that and then that would be available both as an educational uh site as well as a place for people to go and and hopefully uh, do some healing you know if that's what they need to do, and we hope that helps. So, thanks for letting me say that. Um, I appreciate that. I appreciate all of you guys. You are you're awesome. Um, over back over to you to close it out. All
0: right. All right, you guys. Uh, as all, thank you. Thank you again, Paul. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Scott, Gary, and you, Michael. Truly, do appreciate it. So, uh, those of you that uh, are faithful listeners, you definitely know how to get a hold of us. But in case you don't. Uh, you find us on the website at cetrain.isu.edu. That is cetrain.isu.edu. You can also call us at 208-282-3372. Thank you very much for being on the show. We appreciate you guys. Paul, we'll catch you on the next episode that we're recording. And uh, again, thank you. Thank you. Continuing Education Workforce Training Suite is comprised of professionals dedicated to serving your educational needs. We understand that when it comes to your future, it's all about you. Because our staff and faculty have real-world experience actually doing what they teach, our students obtain the skills and knowledge they are looking for to be competitive in today's marketplace. For more information, please visit our website, ctrain.isu.edu. That is cetrain.isu.edu, Or call us at 208-282-3372.